just wanted to share a few quick things about faith. Well, actually, I'm just going to share a little bit right now, so be ready to stop this and go back here in a moment. Move Zach to something else and record something else as well, but things are at right now is this the increase of the anointing has come to help take people to a new place of faith but your faith is going to be the key to every breakthrough that you're looking for whatever it is says it's impossible to please God without faith, but not only that, faith is the only way that we receive from God. It doesn't come through begging God or feeling sorry for ourselves or pity parties or, or getting upset about things or all the different things that people tend to do, and we've all done at one point in time in our life, but that's not going to cause you to get anywhere with God about answered prayers. Some of you need a breakthrough in different areas. It could be uh, financial. It could be something with health. It could be something that that you've been struggling with. It could be just different areas that I'm not naming. But whatever it is, it's like the anointing and the power of God is present. And it's available. But faith is going to be what actually activates it. So I want everybody to please listen to me. Give me your best ear. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 13, he said, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. So anytime you're praying according to the will of God, we know that he hears us and we know that we have what we ask. But most of the time, people pray about things and then don't really believe that it's done. If you'll be honest with yourself, and I'm going to be going, I know that I can't get everybody where they need to be in one night, little tidbit, okay? But over the next year, I'm going to be talking about this stuff. But the reason why a lot of times people aren't seeing what they want to see, whatever it is, is because if you'll be honest with yourself, You pray about it, but you don't really believe that it's already done. Be honest with yourself. You don't believe that it's already done. You believe that it will happen one day. And that's the difference between hope and faith. Hope is, is I hope it's going to happen. I believe one day it will. And you're looking to the future. But faith says, I've prayed about it. I believe it's already done. And now that's going to be the way that I acted out. And whether it's conquering something sinful or something the enemy is doing or or whatever it is, a health issue, a financial miracle, whatever you need, you have to pray and believe that it's done. And then you walk away from that prayer time speaking out of your mouth. I've already prayed about it. It's already done. And your actions line up accordingly. The reason why I do a lot of the things I do in the ministry is because I never look at just the here and the now, December of 2011. I don't just look at right now. I'm always looking at what's ahead, and I'm 
always doing, making decisions based on what God's showing me is coming. Somebody that has a problem with their life in a certain area, if they pray and really believe it's done, then their actions will display that. Like, for example, let's say that somebody was praying to lose weight and they were serious about it, okay? Maybe they, they had a weight problem. And then they would go out and buy clothes according to the size that they're going to be because they really believe that they're about to get into that size. Do you see what I'm saying? That's faith. Hope is going to the mirror every day and going, well, I believe one day. Well, I believe one day. One of these days, God will do it. But faith is, I've prayed about it, and now I'm going to go act on my faith and, and do something according. So here's what God is doing right now. The anointing is present to start seeing some major miracles. The only thing that's going to activate those miracles is faith. Jesus already paid for anything that we need. It's in, it's in your bank account. But until you actually write the check, it's just going to be sitting in there. I know, for example, there's people that have bought my books and I have a PayPal account. When they buy my books, it goes into that account. So the finances go into that account and it's just sitting there until I actually go to PayPal and I click the right button and then it comes to me. But see, Jesus already paid for all of it, so it's already in your account. But until you take it into your life, it's just going to be sitting in your account. Does that make sense? So a lot of us are saying, Lord, we thank you that you paid for it, and that's good. Because you do believe in the power of the cross. But how is that really going to help your everyday life until you believe that it's yours now? And this is where the Lord's taken us. And here's what I know. I know that the anointing within you is going to cause you to start coming up to that place of understanding what I'm talking about. God has to do it first with the pastor. And then it starts trickling down into the church. You see what I'm saying? And so right now, God's at a place where he's speaking to me that faith is the key to major, major breakthroughs. See, the thing is, if you have an issue, maybe, maybe you're going through a time of spiritual warfare. When you pray about it, believe that God has already sent his angels, and, and that should be your confession, and that should be your action, that God has given me the breakthrough. When we leave out of these prayer meetings, I don't ever go, well, I hope it all, you know, none of that. I believe that what we prayed about is already done, and God's already dispatching his angels. Some things are on a timetable, and I understand that, but it's not on a timetable when it comes to things Jesus already paid for on the cross. That's not a timetable. That is a faith issue. But when it comes to things God's doing, like sending revival, a harvest of souls, things he's doing in a city, that's a timetable. And you can't twist God's arm about his timing. But when it comes to things he's already paid for you to have, it's now. So the first couple things I want to share tonight, just in a nutshell, real fast, is this. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went around doing good, healing all oppressed of the devil. So the anointing is what brought change. The anointing is on you, and the anointing is on me, and the anointing is on this house. So the anointing is here to bring change. 
The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing the word. So as I'm going to be preaching along lines of faith, you're going to start having faith that maybe you've never had before. And I'm just going to be doing this in prayer meetings, just little teachings, okay? Number one thing I want to talk about tonight is thankfulness. Having a thankful heart. Because God knows what's in your heart. You know, a lot of times you can fake it and pretend something. But God still knows your heart. Do you have a thankful heart about things in your life? Because you could be, you and I, either one of us, we could be homeless. We could be crippled. We could be living in a gutter somewhere. You know, our lives could be a lot worse than what they are. Are we truly thankful? Thankful people, praisers and thankful people start moving into promised lands, but grumblers and complainers sit back and God can't really take them into promised lands because they don't have faith. See, people of faith are praisers and they're thankful, even in trials, because you know that whatever you're going through has a purpose. It's father-filtered. If there's a reason it's going on, and it requires faith to live that way. Do you understand that? It takes faith to praise God during trials. It takes faith to praise Him and be thankful through the difficulties of life. Because people without faith, they start getting upset and irritated with God, and they get aggravated with God, and they get an attitude toward God. Your enemies are doubt, fear, and unbelief. The Bible says in, in Nazareth, Jesus went back to his hometown, but he it says he could not do. And you can look it up in the Greek. It says could not with a C. He could not do miracles there except a few little minor things because of their unbelief. So you can have this huge, massive anointing, but still see very few miracles because you're in an atmosphere of unbelief. Did you know that? So James 1-2 says, Consider it joy, brothers, whenever you face trials, because you know the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, God wants us to be mature and complete, not lacking anything, so he's going to put you through trials. He'll stick you in the fire, and he'll put things in your life that go directly against whatever it is in you that needs to change. Because all of us are different, and all of us have different things that need to be changed. And so God will put you in a situation where something will go directly against that in you and knock that rough edge off your life. So number one tonight is start thanking God for the trials and mean it from your heart. Start thanking him for putting you through the fire and, and changing you because he's at work. And then the last couple things I want to share is here's a big one. Don't put faith in anything other than God's word. If you put faith in your prayers, that's only going to go so far. Because some days you feel really like, man, if I pray, it's going to happen. And other days you don't feel that way. 
So the days that you feel like a champion, you may see things, but the days you don't feel like a champion, your, your prayers will be hindered because you're basing them on how I feel. Don't put faith in your anointing. And don't put faith in your own faith. Because there's days that I feel like I have a lot of faith and there's days I don't feel like I have a lot of faith. There's days I feel really anointed and other days I don't feel anointed. There's days I feel like that, you know, I could pray about anything. And then there's other days I feel like, you know, my prayers, what good are my prayers? I mean, it's, that's just up and down feelings. All of that, if you put faith in those things, there's going to be times that you see great things and times you see nothing. But if you have faith in God's word like a child, nothing can change that because you have faith in something that he said and that's the end of it. It's like this, Lord, my anointing doesn't matter right now. My, my prayers don't matter right now whether I say the perfect words or not. It doesn't matter how I feel right now. I may have had a good or bad day, whatever. None of that matters because your word says that if I lay hands on the sick, they will recover. And that's all I'm putting my faith in is that right there. And I lay hands and believe that's done because you said it in the story and you walk off believing that it's done. Do you see what I'm saying? When you have faith in God's word, it's unshakable. It's a foundation of faith that cannot be shaken. But if you go by what you feel and what you see, it'll always be shaken. There are many times that I have prayed for somebody and I didn't see or feel anything significant at that moment, but I heard later on something. David Hogan says most of the time when he goes into a village and preaches the gospel and he prays for all the sick people, he said most of the time he doesn't see anything. He'll leave there, and then after he's left, all these miracles start breaking out like crazy. And then he'll start hearing the reports. Usually the way it works is he'll go into a village, and there'll be one miracle that gets everybody's attention. He'll preach the gospel. Then he'll pray for everybody and leave. But see, here's what he's doing. It doesn't matter how I feel today. It doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter if it's raining or if it's sunny, it doesn't matter if there's a witch doctor over here. It doesn't matter if there's not. It doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm sick or not. Nothing matters except that the Bible says if I take this hand and I put it on that person, they're going to be healed, and that's all I believe. I lay hands and I leave, believing that it's done. And I walk out saying, thank you, Lord. Your word says it. I just believe it, and I'm going on. When you live like that, nothing can stop that. It doesn't matter if Satan and 25 of his most powerful fallen angels have decided to surround you, and they are determined to stop that from happening. There's not one devil that can stop God's word from happening. If you believe, it doesn't matter. You can have, just like when you go to some of these remote villages, you can have all the witch doctors and everybody there just chant. It doesn't matter. When you pray, greater is he that's in you. Nothing can stop the Holy Ghost. When he's released, he'll do what he wants to do, and there's not anything that can stop that. Is this helping you guys? 
The Word of God is near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. The message concerning faith. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, that's the pattern. When you believe in your heart, whatever it is that God has promised, and you speak it out of your mouth, you're going to start seeing results. So tonight, I could go through and say we know the Word of God. There's been a season this year where God spoke to me and said this is a year of impartation, increase of anointing. I had no idea. I mean, I thought it would be like a little, you know, I had no idea. And then after that, I go to the bay, and, and John Kilpatrick says a tenfold increase. And then I start, it starts dawning on me, this could be big, you know. And, and sure enough, it was a lot bigger than I thought. But see, all of that was to get the anointing within us. Now, whenever we combine it with faith, it's going to start releasing miracles like you wouldn't believe. But you can have the greatest anointing on the planet, but, but until you believe, you're not really going to see a lot of it. And don't believe in yourself. You'll never be good enough. You'll never be smart enough. You'll never be feel good enough. And, and, and you'll never have all the qualifications and have it all figured out. We never will. None of us will. Don't put your faith in that. Put your faith in Jesus said this. And like a child, I'm just going to step out and do it and believe. That's when you're going to start seeing results. And so I've made a commitment to the Lord that I'm going to new places in faith. You know, I believe, and, and just to be honest with you, there was some breakthroughs that I needed. And I, I've been wrestling. The enemy's been trying to stop me for the last couple of years in certain areas. But after this weekend, there was an increase of anointing, and God started dealing with me about faith. And my faith level went way up. And ever since that, I've been seeing major changes in all those areas for the last three and a half years. I've been stubborn, and the enemy's been fighting me tooth and nail. I've been seeing major breakthroughs. Because I believe, I really do believe in my heart, and I speak it out of my mouth that it really is already done. And because I keep believing that and saying that, and I do believe it, my life is altering according to my faith. Do you see what I'm saying? And I remember, and, and we need to pray after this, but I wanted to say it first because everybody's faith is going to go up. <laughs> it already is, I feel it. So Kenneth Hagin got this revelation. He's my hero when it comes to faith, okay? And um, anyway, he got this revelation when he was on his deathbed. He had already he died three times. He went to hell twice, then got saved, and then he saw the Lord. He died three times on his deathbed, had a deformed heart, and an incurable blood disease, skin and bones. He was like 15 years old. And he said that God revealed to him, Mark, can't remember the exact scripture, I apologize. But it says, when you stand praying, pray and believe you have received it. And then you'll have what you say. And so he really got a revelation about that. And he said all the Christians were coming to him going, well, you know, and they would get real What's the word I'm looking for, you know? They, they, they would try to console him, and they basically tried to talk him out of faith, going, well, you know, it, it's okay, just close your eyes, you'll be with the Lord soon, and stuff like that, just really negative. And he said, he said this, he said, I was the only person that I knew that believed this way. 
even among the Pentecostals. But he said, I believe that I already am healed, even though I don't see or feel any different. I believe it because I prayed it. And then he started acting on his faith. He started getting out of bed and acting like he's healed. He started speaking that I'm healed. And you know what? From that moment, he went from being pretty much bedridden and almost crippled completely to going to school and going to work. But it took a year of him keep doing that. He made a complete, full, miraculous recovery. And he lived to be like 80-something years old in perfect health. Now, that's a miracle. But he didn't get it by somebody laying hands on him. It was this quick, easy thing. He got it by applying the word to his life and having stubborn faith against all odds. You got to admire somebody like that, you know, that he believed God's word no matter what everything around him said. All right. But I felt the Lord tell me tonight that he was going to release angels, winds, that were going to dismantle some strongholds and bring breakthrough. But whatever it is you're believing for, I want you to close your eyes for a second, everybody. And I want you to pray this out loud. Jesus, I hear your word. Increase my faith. Give me eyes to see, ears to hear, and give me the grace to have the faith to take every promise and see every miracle that you have for me. While your eyes are closed, I want you to think about this. What is it that you need to see a breakthrough? Is it a health issue? Is it a sin issue? Is it a breakthrough about warfare? Whatever it is, where is it that you need a breakthrough? And tonight, if you'll release your faith, I believe God's going to dispatch angels to start moving you. But we believe that it's already answered. God's already heard us. He's already said yes. If it's something in your body, the Spirit of God is in you and releases life to your body. He's already said yes. So we believe. If it's deliverance, whatever it is. The way you conquer sin is by believing. You have the faith that God has already given you the victory. All right. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you for coming and moving in power. We need to pray tonight, Lord, about different issues. And I'm asking you to give us the grace tonight to cover everything, Lord, that we need to cover. In Jesus' name.